It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. And welcome back to another powerful episode of Reboot Deboot. I'm your co-host, Griffin. I am the other co-host, Alex. And we are your official Reboot Debooting podcast, where our word is final on the future of Hollywood franchises. Okay. I thought we were still working on getting that contract thing nailed down. Oh, you know. Uh, So how you been, Alex? Good. Good. Had a weird false start this morning thought i was gonna miss this for jury duty but the jury duty website lied to me it turns out so i did not have to be there this morning lying yeah weird way to do stuff but otherwise i'm good very good Um, right on right on yep 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 i don't know no fun movies or anything i don't think saw john wick four oh yeah how was that really good mm. really there is an entire 20 minute sequence towards the end that's just a giant homage to the warriors interesting like there's an entire thing where uh well so john wick is once again being chased through a city and it cuts to this like microphone where you just see the lips of a woman talking oh, and yeah. she's talking to the city and they're playing records that are like mirroring what's happening on screen to John Wick. And they do that three or four times. And she keeps referring to the city as boppers. Mm, that's funny. And then the first song they play at the sequence is nowhere to run, which is what they, they played a remixed version of nowhere to run, which is what they played in the warriors during the start of that sequence. That's sick. And it lasts for like 20 to 30 minutes. It's really cool. It's really good. It's not the same announcer, is it? No, but very, it's another sultry voiced black woman. Mm, All right. It's very cool, though. That's cool. Um, Yeah. And, you know, Donnie Yen is fucking awesome. Like, I'm a huge Donnie Yen fan. Oh, that's right. Uh, It's great. Bill Skarsgård is fucking cool. There is. Yeah, Alicia found her favorite kill in it. And they did some really... Okay, very rarely have I ever seen a movie where I'm like, this is really cool, this is very dynamic and interesting. And then they go and they do a sequel that's just as good and dynamic and interesting. And then they do a trilogy. And now they do the fourth movie. John Wick 4 is still reinventing its own genre. Like, there's an entire sequence in there that works so well and it's almost video game esque, but what's ha- you can still see everything very clearly, and it's just a very cool sequence, and it, it's not contrived. I am impressed that John Wick Four has four movies that are relevant, that make sense. Uh, it, it, it's it's just a great movie, like series all around. It might be the perfect franchise. I realized, yeah, I haven't seen John Wick 4 yet, but I did realize the other day that I basically can't keep any plot straight after the first one. They kind of... I know there's one where he has to go and kill someone's sister, and I know there's one where he's being chased by assassins. I thought that was the second one, yeah. Well, the second one... So the first one, he gets brought back in because... Well, well, I said I remember the first one. Everyone knows. So then the second one, he's brought, like... Right, he, he, he turns in the marker. 
He gets like the, the guy thing called in, right? I had Correct. someone someone told me about them the other day, and I was like, oh, that's right. But I, for, yeah, I don't know. And then does that one end so, with him killing someone on hotel property, and then that leads into the yes. third one? Okay, that's what it was. Yes, got it. And then the third one, that's it's where he's him on the run, right? Yeah, and he's trying to find his way, like to make the bounty stop. And then the fourth one is the in like. They might do a fifth one, but we're getting a TV show oh, uh, with Winston in the 70s about how he became the head of the Continental. Huh. All right. Well, um, and they might do a few more. They might do a spinoff movie with Donnie Yen's character, too. I did watch part of the fourth Matrix movie over the last two days. Um, uh, how was that? Mm-hmm. Have you started? Cl- did you fin- start and finish Clone High? Well, there's only two episodes out, but I did watch both of those episodes. Are they good? I haven't seen any of it yet, so... They're, they're all right. I think... I don't know. The first one I was not as hot on. There's some... Some, uh... Some weird changes to it. Or not weird. I don't know. Like, stylistically, it looks exactly the same in a really cool way that I really like. Um, And, like, a lot of the voice cast is the same. They do a funny joke, like a misdirect about Gandhi being there abe is like talking and we just see like sort of a brown half dome cut off by the bottom of the frame and he keeps on talking to gandhi but you know he's like not coming back for this one what Um, happened to gandhi i think they just they probably just don't want to have i don't remember who was doing the voice but i don't think it was like an east asian man you know uh so maybe they just don't want to have i think they i think they got rid of a lot of the white actors that were doing the voices for people of color, especially like historically important people of color. It's like the woman who voiced Cleopatra is the actress that plays like Dr. Cox's wife. I can't think of her name, but. Oh yeah. In the old series she did in this series, it's a different actress doing that voice now, but that Dr. Cox's wife, I'm sorry, is a, she has like a new character that she's voicing now. They did. They did that change. I don't know where, but anyway, it's like Abe is like trying to reflect, talk to his friend Gandhi, but then he looks down and the frame cuts down. And there's just like a turkey on top of a fire hydrant at waist height for Abe. And that's what it is. And they so, come back and like Gandhi is still frozen in the in the prom room. <laughs> oh, he's frozen. So, okay. So for, for those who don't know, Clone High was a cartoon, a Canadian cartoon show that came out in like, 2002? what, 2002? 2003 on MTV. Yeah. And it it was a it's a comedy cartoon, and it's basically uh, all of these historical figures are cloned into high school versions. Yeah, well, they and were they're stuck in the eighties, yeah. and they were grown until they were high school aged, and then they right. Um, yeah, now the clones are sexy teens. Yeah, and try. it's like a and they're like a funny. You know, they have got Gandhi drama thing. Yeah, they've got, they got Gandhi, Abraham Lincoln. Joan of Arc, Cleopatra, JFK, uh, Genghis Khan. Uh, wow. it, yeah, it, and it's just this like. <laughs> I forgot about Nostradamus. So they, on Stellion. They have some new clones now. They One of the clones really. So this is. The first episode kind of like ham fistedly is dealing, like talking about cancel culture and like Abe gets canceled pretty quickly because he comes back and all of his lingos from the early 2000s so he's like calling things gay and stuff and all these sure. like, zoomer clones are not about that but it's weird though because that one didn't really work for me because like Abe was not using that language in the original show so I don't know why it showed up now 
gets right. for the bit. But they also have like well, new I mean, clones. So they have like Frida Kahlo is in there and uh, Harriet Tubman and Sacagawea and Confucius. And then there's this character that introduces himself as Topher Bus. Um, but he pulls Abe aside and he's like, do you know what my real name is? Christopher Columbus. While you were frozen, turns out he's a douchebag. So like now I'm trying to stay like low key about it. Oh, he's <laughs> so Christopher Topher Columbus. Bus. Topher Christopher Bus. Columbus. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. No, let me laugh, um, it's okay. I'm gonna yeah. keep on trying them. But Trucking so far, so far the I don't know the older one. I want to be that guy, but so far I've liked the older ones more. No, yeah. Hey man, this is reboot deboot, bro. Gotta find its this footing. Is like... Maybe I'll keep watching them. Let us I'm know just, if you're going to reboot it or deboot it. I'm just amazed it even happened, honestly. And, like, in the show, sure. they kind of seem the same. They're like, in the show, they've kept the chronology. There's like, the clones have been frozen for 20 years. They thaw them out in the first episode. And they, like, have to break it to them that it's 2023. And they do, like, a Ludovicio technique to them to get them caught up to speed on things. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, while you're rebooting and debuting Clone High, I watched the new White Men Can't Jump. Oh, that's like a show that's happening now, right? It was a movie. Oh, it was a movie? How? It's a movie. Uh, it's a classic okay. Woody Harrelson, but... Wesley Snipes movie from the 90s. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, they do not have as much charm as the original, as Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, that's... Like, it's okay. It's an okay movie, but... I don't know. The, uh... It, all this stuff, like you know, street ball and putting money on, like betting money on it, and that seems like an outdated concept now in an era where you can just go on YouTube and TikTok and shit and like cultivate a following and try to get ad revenue. It's it, it's like there are other there are easier and other ways to make money. I feel um, it, it just the idea works better in the '90s when we didn't have that avenue. Spoken of, like a uh, true non-baller. Oh, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm gonna little micro uh deboot on White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> Just gonna micro deboot uh, that one man jury still out on Clone Eye. I'll report back, yeah, after a few so. weeks. <laughs> uh, so Alex, why don't you tell uh, tell our audience, our hearers, what we're gonna be uh, talking about today, man? We are talking about the entire sort of evil dead oeuvre from 1981 to today. Up until like a month ago, I think is when the movie came out. <laughs> Alex, what is your experience with Evil Dead? I love these movies. <laughs> the, <laughs> the first three a lot. I've seen them all a bunch of times. Um, 2013 one, I went back and checked out this week. I didn't like it at first, but I really liked it this time around. Um, Evil Dead Rise, I just saw. Thought it was fucking amazing. I haven't watched all of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I've watched like the first season. That's also a lot of fun. Um, I don't know, just like generally nothing but good feelings around this very weird franchise. What about you? Uh I, I'm I love Evil Dead. Evil Dead all the way to Evil Dead Rise. I like the I've seen the musical. Yeah. Uh I have Freddy vs. Jason vs. I did go in the splash zone for that. Yeah. Um, actually, I bought. I was in line to get tickets. I saw it in Chico. I saw a, I saw a version of the musical at Chico State, and uh, I was in line getting tickets at the window. And the woman at the window was like, "Hey, 
for $10 more, you can upgrade to the splash zone. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I'm, I'm in, I'm absolutely in. So I buy my splash zone tickets and I get a white t-shirt that just says evil dead, like on the pocket corner. And I go and I sit down and next to me, I'm there with my friend, like my friend, Anthony and all that. And, uh, Next to me is a gentleman in a three-piece tuxedo with a top hat, all white. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, like white, like white wingtips. He knew exactly like, just what he full was there. Of, Yeah, precisely. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was in for. I did not. Um, I came out of that thing with an inch and a half of fake stage blood that was caked onto me and I had to like scrape it off. It was awesome. Yeah. That it was so good. Uh, I've got Ash versus the evil dead or uh, yeah, I've, I've got um, Marvel zombies versus army of darkness graphic novel. And I've got every copy of Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, but the second one. Hmm. Wait, was that more comic book stuff too? Freddy versus Jason yeah. versus Ash. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Evil Dead fan, uh, but I'm not going to be gushy on it. I'm going to be critical on it because, you know, I'm not just going to fucking fangirl out. But yes, uh, generally in my personal life, big Evil Dead fan. Okay. Starting a little bit of hostility. <laughs> no, no, because I, you know, I don't want to just like, you know, slobber all over this thing. But okay, yeah. Stuff. Um, so Evil Dead started out in 1978 as a 30-minute film uh, created by Sam Raimi called Within the Woods. Mm -hmm. And they would pitch this idea, like they being Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, uh, their little college group of friends. Everyone and they would weird Michigan office for their like, yeah. film production company. Uh, and, and they would pitch Within the Woods to doctors because doctors at that time, or according to Bruce Campbell, were a really good source of capital because sometimes they wouldn't go to Vegas or they'd have to cancel their holidays. So they just had all this extra money. So they pitched this to doctors and lawyers. They got it funded. And then in 1981, we are blessed with kind of like the first big cult movie. Yeah, and you can, it really, I don't know, the first one is a very, it like, it's like a really well-made home movie, kind of looks like. It's my favorite one. I like it a lot. I think I like the second, well. See, everybody does. Everyone, when it, like, when it comes to this conversation, I've met. You let me I've finish met... my sentence. You just cut me off. I say, I, like, after re-watching them both now, I like them both sort of like equally but in different categories like like evil dead one probably a better like like straight horror movie and then evil dead two i really like all the sort of like shtick and slapstick they introduce into it while also keeping like a lot of the horror stuff not as much <laughs> and what are your feelings with army of darkness i love it i think it's it's great it doesn't really feel like that much of an evil dead movie to me though other than like well no i don't know <laughs> well so i think like evil dead 2 is like half evil dead and half army of darkness and then i don't know like it because you're just like fully into animatronics and claymation and uh like what the fuck 
God damn it. I can't think of the name of like the 1920s like stage play things, but like the skeletons are all doing. Oh, vaudeville. Like weird vaudeville skeletons. <laughs> um, so, you know, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, uh, Evil Dead 1981, Evil Dead 2, 1987, Army of Darkness came out in 1992. Um, and by then, like, the series is kind of like becoming a machine. It's, you know, uh, it gets picked up by Universal and, Dio, and Dino De Laurentiis is uh, back in the mix. Yeah, he picked up Evil Dead 2. Uh, um, I was watching this Swallowed Souls documentary about the making of Evil Dead 2. And they they made like their production team ran into a lot of, they were trying to make any movie but Evil Dead 2 before this. And they just had a series of flops and like sort of like catastrophes. Yeah. Um, and then they... Got Evil Dead 2, and they sold... <laughs> they got Dino De Laurentiis on board, and they said he, his whole thing is just selling the overseas rights. So they said that like while they were still filming Evil Dead 2, there was a day where they just found out that they were like they were in profit, basically. They had already sold the, like, the foreign rights for more than the budget of the movie. Um, <laughs> well, and, and did they talk about... Uh, well, so I was going to... So, okay. Sorry. It's called Army of Darkness and not Evil Dead Three because Universal didn't think that Army of uh, that Evil Dead Three had cachet, so mm-hmm. Universal changed the name to Army of Darkness. Oh, interesting. That was like a studio decision, and Bruce Campbell's like, "Yeah, what a great idea, assholes! Like, who? Yeah. What's like? No one knows Army of Darkness. Everyone knows Evil Dead and Evil Dead and Two. I, well, for and for me, I had like." the opposite kind of thing like i heard about army of darkness first um and i think i may saw it i may have seen it like on its own and then watched the evil dead movies after that it's sounds right i mean because it doesn't sound like it's a trilogy it sounds like like army of darkness sounds like a standalone thing right and you know it, it it makes sense most people now would have seen army of darkness first just because it came out in 1992 it had a bigger budget obviously and uh it was in theaters for longer well i also like for i think for me it was because keith was into sort of like kitschy like comedy stuff and army of darkness is like much more of a comedy movie oh like, yeah it, as a <laughs> as like a young person it's i think it's probably easier for an adult to show you army of darkness than to show you evil dead uh sure if you're like 10 or 12 or whatever no um yeah when you were watching that swallowed souls documentary did they talk about how the funding for evil dead got picked like how, how they got their initial funding they didn't talk about evil dead too much they, this one was specifically about like making evil dead 2 yeah for for evil dead 2 did they talk oh. about how they got their initial funding okay you don't get you didn't say two the first time you asked the question you don't gotta yell at me uh i don't aside from like well they did talk about going to like dentists i think which was um and dino de Laurentiis. uh I don't know. Is there something specific you're thinking of? I... Uh, it's, it's Stephen King. Bruce oh. Campbell said without Stephen King, there wouldn't be an Evil Dead or Evil Stephen Dead Stephen King is the one who told Dino De Laurentiis to put yeah. the movie up. Yeah. It was like some weird, like, third, three people removed situation. Like, I think it was like an assistant. It was, I can't remember the name of the movie. But there's a, the movie that, like, Sam Raimi and uh, Bruce Campbell went to make right after Evil Dead. It was like some... Was that like, Intruder or no? So that was like oh, a God. 
So there was like a horror movie kind of thing that they made, but there was yeah. a one, there was one before that that I can't remember the name of. It was with a famous director, and it was kind of like a debacle, I guess. Um, huh. um I, I, there's God, it was Intruder and something. Yeah, there were like two or three movies. Um, yeah. Crime Wave. Crime Wave. Crime Wave. wave. Yeah. So basically, it was like. They did, yeah. I think it was someone. They said that there was like there was some like assistant photographer who was doing like B shoots on Crime Wave with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, and he ended up talking to someone that was working on Stephen King was working on something with Dino De Laurentiis. I don't remember what the movie was. Stephen King was directing something for him. Oh, you know the movie. You've said you've loved it. What movie was it? Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yeah. I haven't said I love Maximum Overdrive. I've never seen that. Oh, I thought you okay. Because I, I thought we had a conversation about how you were like that was one of your like horror movies that you go to. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, well, yeah, it was Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. So, and then I think that, like, yeah, the guy who was working on Crime Wave like met some dude who was working on Maximum Overdrive, and they talked, and then it got to Stephen King, and Stephen King loved Evil Dead so much that like his you know his little like blurb is on a lot of the posters for it yeah and, um, and then he told dino delorentis to do this thing and they got calls for it bruce campbell said if he ever meets stephen king he's probably gonna get wet yikes okay <laughs> he's even said it he said it out loud he said it with his mouth i saw yeah, him say it no, like, sure. he says all kinds of weird shit so yeah um so, yes, we would have Evil Dead in 1981. We would have Evil Dead 2 in 1987. We would have Army of Darkness in 1992. We would have the Evil Dead musical in 2006. We would have a reboot of Evil Dead in 2013. Then we would have a TV show on Stars, which is Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Then we would have Evil Dead Rise, which came out in 2023. Yep. Yep. Uh, so... We have like three or four different generations of people who could potentially get introduced to this franchise in different ways. Um, generally, most people love Evil Dead Two. Like when they see it, this is like it's it's just the go-to fucking Evil Dead movie, and I don't understand that much. Like I get it; it's funny, it's good, I like it, but I think the original is way more. It's just better, in my opinion. I don't know. It's darker. Uh, it seems more raw, despite the you know torture of Ted Raimi in the second one, which is just hilarious. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I don't like disagree with any of those adjectives. I just like I think have a more fun time watching the second one. But like I said, going back, like I appreciate them in different ways now, and I have this little theory about Evil Dead Rise and Evil Dead Twenty Thirteen, and that they're like tonally sort of mapped to Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. Like, Evil Dead 2013 is way more like Evil Dead 1. Evil Dead Rise still is, like, pretty in your face and fucked up, but it's definitely, like, more like Evil Dead 2. Like, lots of, like, I want you, crazy shit. I want, you to ex- I want you to expand on that, but I want to ask you, um, I want to ask you really quick, for people who haven't seen it, what is the plot of evil dead really quickly the first evil dead 
Just in general, like oh, if like what's yeah. Evil Dead like in a I'll try in a to describe as the only one that like really doesn't follow this formula is Evil Dead Rise, but still kind of uh, basically Bruce Campbell or main character plus like four to five friends go to a cabin in the woods. There's already something kind of fucked up lurking in the woods, some like malevolent entity, and then usually in the cabin they'll stumble across this Book of the Dead. Is it the Necronomicon? It's got a different name, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Necronomicon. They'll either read from it or play a recording of someone reading from it. And they say these Kandarian chants that release demons out. And then people start getting possessed and turned into demons and killing each other in lots of fun and fucked up ways. And then also there's like buckets and buckets and buckets and buckets of blood. Lots of blood. <laughs> lots and lots of blood. Like a ton. <laughs> they almost killed... Two actors on Evil Dead 2 because of blood malfunctions. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Now, what's now Evil Dead 2013 and Evil Dead Rise, how do they follow to Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2? So, like, Evil, I just, like, Evil Dead 2013 is, like, probably out of all of them, the most, maybe with the exception of the first Evil Dead, but, like, just the, you know, like, the horror movie techniques aren't there yet. Evil Dead 2013 is, like, the most serious kind of, like, straight horror movie out of all of them, I would say, except for, like, maybe the first Evil Dead. Um, And there's a lot of, I mean, so, like, they're at the cabin from the first Evil Dead movie. It's, like, a similar composition of people. And there's lots of, like, the violence is just, like, so much, is, like, very fucked up. And they also have the weird shit with the tree in both of them. And there's no, like, and the demons don't really, like, taunt them as much. They're still, like, fucked up and mean, but, like, not, they're not, like, having a good time about it. Um, and there's lots of just, like, throwbacks to the original, like, having the woman's brother, like, bury her alive. When, like, you have the exact same scene with Ash burying his girlfriend, but dead. And then having her pop back up later. There's lots of like one-to-one sort of scenes like that. They also do an Army of Darkness uh, like throwback in there too when he's getting the shit beat out of him in the basement. That is just the fight from the bottom of the well. Um, an Army of Darkness. And then Evil Dead Rise for me is like, that's the one where you have all the deadites like laughing. They do the Dead by Dawn thing, like one-to-one in it. There's a little more sort of like... Uh, like tagline saying stuff, you know, because like Evil Dead Two is where Bruce Campbell gets a lot more. Like he starts doing way more bits and stuff. Sure, you're, like, you're a man. I'm a lady. Hubba hubba, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Groovy is is there? Yeah, why don't we drink a little champagne, baby? And then he does the eyebrows. <laughs> um, no eyebrows in Evil Dead Rise, but you get close, like. The, the, you know, the, like, protagonist is, like, talking shit to the Deadites by the end of it in a fun way. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I would need to, like, sit down and write about the parallels, I think, but. No, 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 uh, it's, you've made, you've made your case. Um, so, Okay. I love Evil Dead, 1981. I think it is a great horror film. I go to it constantly. Like, it's great. It's in my top 10 favorite horror films. Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, I'd put at the same level of enjoyment 
for different reasons, totally. Uh, Evil Dead 2 is where we get to see, like, our hero Ash. He, like, he gets the chainsaw, he gets the boomstick, he, you know. And he's, like, a bit um, of a schlub. This is, like, the Ash of Army of Darkness and Ash versus the Evil Dead. Like, that that Ash is this Ash. (laughs) So, I like Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, like, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness at the same level. Then I really fucking like Evil Dead 2013. I really liked it too. After rewatching, I was like, yeah, this movie fucking rules. I don't know why. Like, I, I saw it the first time around, but no. I saw it in theaters and I was fucking like a fish on a hook, man. I'm like, this is awesome. This is so cool. And have, if you, have, have you ever seen any Evil Dead thing in a theater? Uh, I saw Evil Dead Rise a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Just me and two so, friends in an empty theater. It was awesome. Oh, and okay. So no, that's but no, no cool. Participation but, is what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen I mean, two Evil Dead movies. Me and me and one of my friends are big Evil Dead heads. And uh, oh, nice. They're like, I don't know. It was because we we no, yeah, talk it's... loudly and be like, oh, it's the raining blood from 2013. Holy shit! <laughs> or oh, so, that was Bruce Campbell on that record. <laughs> when I saw 2013 in theaters. Half the audience were, you know, like deadites, and the other half were new to the series. They were the five Cabin in the Woods kids. And it's weird for me to go back to that moment and think because one of the first shots you see, the like the Oldsmobile, right? Yeah, it's all rusted. Like the iconic car from the franchise. And stuff on it. And that got us, that almost got like a standing ovation from half the audience. And it was great to have those moments, like when the chick, lo- like when the chick loses her arm and it just like melts off, or like oh. when it does a close up of the necklace that yeah. Mia is given. It's weird to see like half the audience like fire oh, yeah! and cheer and like stand up and like hoot and holler, and then you look over and you see these other people who are looking back at us like we're just fucking aliens because they, <laughs> they have no clue. Twenty thirteen, like watching it again, they do so many like masterful misdirects in that movie like oh, having so good. she like she that scene that you're talking where the arm comes off where she takes like the electric turkey carver yeah cuts it off yeah. Like, that seems brutal but you're like okay the arm's off and then like smash cut to like five minutes later and she like a deadite with a missing hand comes out and it's just her <laughs> yeah or there's so many times where the like they show that chainsaw they might do like a rule of things threes thing or something they show it so many times where someone looks at it and then grabs something else and like goes about their business it's great yeah it's i really liked evil dead 2013 yeah they do some cool Um, stuff in there too like him burying yeah him burying his sister was with the what like for the resurrection right to like yeah, get the like spirit he out makes of her that fucked up uh like defib machine where he, yeah. <laughs> he hooks up those two giant syringes to a car battery <laughs> uh yeah and uh yeah it's just and the the entire scene too like afterwards where mia has become the new ash and she loses her hand and she gets the chainsaw and she fucking like basically skull fucks the deadite with a chainsaw as it's raining blood. Yeah. It wasn't like, so is that, are the deadites like the sort of the demons that the people get turned into? Cause like that one, they kept on talking about like, he's coming for you. I don't think that was a deadite though. I think that was like the demon master guy or something. Right. I, I think any spirit the book conjures is a deadite, unless you get into Ash vs. the evil dead, in which case then they're, then they're called the dark ones who wrote, 
the Necronomicon. And, and the, the Dark Ones are basically evil spirits and wizards who use the Deadites as their tool. But the Deadite is just a spirit either that takes over a body or that is incarnated uh, on its own. Well, in, 20, in the 2013 one, at least, the book is like, the book and the sort of run-of-the-mill Deadites that are infecting people are talking about, like, he is coming for you. Like, this bigger, more badass demon is coming for you. Like, right. It's like an Evil Dead 2 when they manifest the evil and it's the tree. Yeah, they gotta swallow five souls or whatever. Um, but yeah, oh God, the scene where that last demon appears, where it's like, it's raining blood, and then also, like, boiling blood starts coming up from the grass, and then he emerges out of that. So fucking cool. Well, it was, it was, it was Mia. It's like an evil version of Mia. Uh, it was like a wet, red meat puppet. It was kind of hard yeah. to distinguish a lot of bodily features. It was great, man. And, like, if you watch it until the end of the credits, there's a Bruce Campbell cameo. At the end of the credit, oh, really? I didn't stick around. At the end of the credits, it cuts to a black, a red screen with a black silhouette of Bruce Campbell, and he just says "groovy." Oh, nice. It's it. That's it. Um, let me ask you a question, Alex, because this goes to Evil Dead Rise too. If you at any point in time came across a book that looked like the Necronomicon, and you open it up and you see the images in there of like horrible shit of people being like ripped apart or eaten alive or these fucked up skulls and then you're able to have the knowledge of latin or sumerian to like decipher it and then you start reading (laughs) this made up language i guess it is like ancient sumerian or something yeah but but to start reading and be like oh this book is a book of the dead and the past like as soon as you get into phrases of like certain passages of the book talk about demon resurrection and possession why would you keep reading yeah, well, I mean, like, Evil Dead Rise, they like those records keep playing themselves, right? It's like, but once you open right. the, once you crack that door, it's like game over. I, my two cents, I see any book bound in leather that still has nipples on it, regardless of the animal it came from. I'm not <laughs> touching it. Or in, in Evil Dead 2013, the fucking history teacher, he's there. He pries the book open out of that trash bag. He sees it's wrapped in barbed wire. Uh, he starts cutting through the barbed wire. It's yeah, like, well, what it's are you barbed doing? Wire, it's barbed wire and then the trash bag and then the book. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's like, he really worked why on would it. you and read it takes him <laughs> so long before he admits, like, guys, I think I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a trooper, dude. Oh, yeah, he, like, really ride or die. And he gets put through some fucked up shit until he finally turns into a zombie at the end. Or the entire bathroom scene. Yeah, oh, it's so fucking brutal. Um, <laughs> and the nail gun scene, too. That guy gets shot oh. with so many fucking nails. So yeah, many nails. he's like... <laughs> one goes through his eye and, like, he pulls it out. And... He, also, no, he yeah. also gets... That wasn't a nail. He gets stabbed in the eye repeatedly with a hypodermic needle, and it breaks off. Bolt right oh, that was and he right pulled the that needle. out. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Evil Dead is like really r- rough for that stuff. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise has some. The cheese grater thing made me like convulse. That was awesome. I cheered for that. <laughs> I, I I cheered. I was. I like, saw the oh, cheese yeah. grater hit the floor, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And then I pulled my sweater up over my mouth. <laughs> this is <laughs> so okay. Let's talk because Evil Dead Rise 
kind of breaks form a little bit. It's no longer okay. five friends in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. It's like a, uh, a hard scrabble down on their luck family um, in a decomposing apartment complex. <laughs> in the middle of a city. With like, some fun neighbors. Yeah, I think they're like in LA or something. Is that where they're supposed to be? I don't I have. I was thinking somewhere like Chicago or something. Well, they have to be somewhere like with a fault line, right? <laughs> like, because. There's an earthquake, and they clearly know what to do about earthquakes, which makes me oh, think right. California, or at least West Coast. But yeah, that building, it's yeah, like you're you're right. Okay, yeah. Um. So the, it's no longer the Necronomicon either. We changed what, the name of the book in this. What do they call this? So I was talking to my my work friend who I went and saw this with, and she was saying that there's like. She'd read some interview or something now where they like canonically there are three of these books floating around now. Like presumably it's like sure. the 2013 one and then this one and then some third one somewhere. Right. So this cuz like Evil Dead thanks to Evil Dead 2, we it opens up the world of like time travel and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, end of Evil and, Dead 2 and then the rest of Army of Darkness. <laughs> right. Maybe I didn't say every uh, last syllable. And and then Ash and then Ash versus the Evil Dead as well does yeah. some time travel stuff too. Um, so there are essentially three versions of the Necronomicon floating around, thanks to Ash, really. Um, <laughs> but in Evil Dead Rise, it is called the uh, Natorum Demento. Mm, okay. Uh, fun fact: Necronomicon or the Book of the Dead. Uh, was actually created in 1924 by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, interesting. Huh. Like Lovecraft wrote uh, a lot about these ancient these ancient texts from cursed volumes, and his most famous one is the Necronomicon. And then that kind of like took off. Um, but yeah, so it's a. Three volumes, but they're not in the form of a book, really. It's a book and a record set. Yeah. Well, in this one, it's like the... It's the book, and then it's like, yeah, those records that the priest had made, where he's like sort of documenting his dipshittery and descending <sighs> to hell. It's always, it's always fucking so. My wife Henrietta has begun to explain. Yeah, I'm going to continue reading, and it's this like too, right? Where it starts right. with the like. Fuck. Oh, God. I forgot. The intro to Evil Dead 2 is so fucking weird. They're, like, in that basement. Oh. They're setting that woman on fire. And then they're just surrounded by these, like, I don't know. I don't have a sensitive no. way to put this. Evil Dead 2013. With... Oh, is that Evil Dead 2013? With... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With all the... Uh... Evil Dead 2 starts out with the, the reset. <sighs> right. Yeah, the slight, the weird retcon thing. Right. Evil Dead 2013 is the one where they're in the basement with all of the, like, hill yeah. people. That are, are they like too inbred to be susceptible to deadites? Is that what's going on? No, the daughter is a deadite. And no, I know the daughter her. is. I'm talking about all of the weird randos around them because there's like the there's the daughter chain there. There's the dad who douses her in gasoline and sets her on fire. Then there's also this woman reading out of the book, and there's just like thirteen weird looking dudes that are like yeah, their eyes you know, they're are all just, pointed you know. in different directions. They're just, you know, they're they're hill people just hanging out. Yeah, they're fighting the evil, man. I I would just like to hear more about this weird group of uh, 
fucking weirdos. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a... So, Evil Dead originally came out in 1981, and I can't tell you how much it was made for or how much it made. <laughs> Which tells you indie film. <laughs> like, indie cult film, right? And if you watch it today, you can tell it's a shoestring budget. Um, Evil Dead 2, we get some numbers. Evil Dead 2 was made for $3.5 million, and the box office take was $5.9 million. Oh. Army of Darkness, $11 million budget. Now we're in the big time. $21 million box office take. The Evil Dead musical has had an off-Broadway show since 2003, uh, and it's you can there are like high school productions of it now called the non swearing edition. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's none of the swearing, more of the blood. There's a and ton of musicals uh, getting made, like, well, not specifically yeah. for, but like, uh, with a big consideration being like, how do we license this to high schools for cheap, right? Yeah, it, it's the new, uh, it's the new medium. Um, so the musical has been running for, you know, over 20 years almost. And, uh, you can probably see some version of it from your local amateur theater production. Maybe you'll get to see the off-Broadway play, whatever you can see it. Anymore. Uh, Evil Dead 2013 had a budget of 17 million. The box office take 97 million. Ooh, yeah. 97 big million. dogs. Ash vs. the Evil Dead had three seasons, 30 episodes total, and uh, it was great. But Bruce Campbell said you're never going to get an Ash vs. the Evil Dead 4. One, because who the fuck, what stars, what the fuck is stars and why does anyone use it? And two, it was the most pirated show up to that time. Because no one's going to get a stars subscription to watch it. Correct. To watch one thing. I, I paid... I waited for Party Down to all come out. Then I paid $6 and watched it all in a week. And then then I was done. And now Evil Dead Rise, the budget was 15 to 19 million, $141 million for the box office. Oh, yeah. I know that's like, I know that $15 million is like a huge amount of money, but this movie looks like it was made for way more than that. I know. It does. It, it really does. so good. Um, now, I gotta, I, Evil Dead Rise, I liked, but eh, I preferred Evil Dead 2013. I think this comes back to the, uh, to my Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead Rise parallel thing, maybe. See, I hadn't thought about that until you floated that theory out, and now I'm thinking about that theory... And I think you might be right. Although the end of Evil Dead Rise, well, I was I oh. was fucking blown. I thought that was great. Yeah. Well, and like aside from the shambling uh, mass of limbs, yeah. it is yeah. like just a throwback to Evil Dead 2013, right? It's like the woman standing there looking victorious as like blood rains down everywhere. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and it's just like so fucking triumphant. <laughs> the fucking the shotgun coming out, the chainsaw coming out. It's great. 
Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I love Bruce Campbell. Like Bruce Campbell is Ash, but I almost like Mia more from Evil Dead 2013 as a protagonist. She's a badass. Yeah, she kind of. Like, I, I, it would be cool if there was a like a direct sequel with her or something in it because she, she really doesn't like get to be. She's mostly dealing with heroin withdrawals and a little bit of possession up until <laughs> the last thirty minutes of the movie. So, <laughs> right, it doesn't get a lot of time to shine. Uh, but the last that last act where it's all her is fucking awesome. Now, I don't want to leave her out because she needs to be mentioned, but uh. I got to give it up to my girl, Kelly, uh, Dana DeLorenzo from Ash vs. Evil Dead. Because Kelly's a fucking, she's cool. She is awesome. Is that the, that's sort of like the plucky younger person that ends up like slapping Ash around to get him to be responsible and like do what he needs to? Is that? Uh, Plucky kind of, but she, she, for the majority of the show, she is a straight up badass. Yeah. Okay. She's like. She's like not the main character, kind of the main character. It's like it's Ash, her, yeah, she, and she, one she, other like a younger dude. It's right? Pablo. It's Pablo. it's Ash, Pablo, and Kelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, it's been um, a while since I watched that first season, but she is. So I, I, I got to give it up to Kelly because and Pablo, they belong up here because they're fucking great characters. They're awesome. Um, yeah, there. I, I liked Evil Dead Rise, but there was a part of me. What about that the, like, felt Alyssa Sutherland as the actress who plays Ellie, like the our like main deadite in that? She's so fucking mm-hmm. good in it, fucking insane. I mean, the deadites are great, but my problem is more with Beth. As like, there was something about the character of Beth that I found, I don't know, hard to like get behind. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just had a problem being like, fuck yeah, I'm riding with her on the, like I'm riding shotgun with her on this one. But that entire like massive limbs thing, I thought I was like, this is one of the greatest fucking create, like a horror creation I've ever seen. Like yeah, David Cronin. When I showed up and they telegraph it a little bit with the book. I was just like, whoa, that's coming. <laughs> then the elevator opens up. <laughs> I want to see a David Cronenberg do evil dead. Ugh, I don't think the world is ready for that. <laughs> like I want to see David Cronenberg do, like the evil do stuff evil is like gross, but it's also done in a way to where it's obviously like, like it's obviously like practical VFX or whatever, right? Like, sure. Yeah, there's like this legacy of the weird prosthetics from Evil Dead One and Two that is like lived on in these ones. So yeah, like, the way they do stuff, right? So it's like. It's like Evil Dead style violence or whatever. I don't know if I could take like super hyper realistic body horror done in the Evil Dead movie <laughs> by David Cronenberg. <laughs> I think I want to see that, man. Like, um, now the one thing I Evil Dead Rise has a lot of very cool elements. We get to see what this environment looks like outside of the cabin. We get to see how it impacts like the neighbors and the other people in the building. Uh, we get to see the Poorly. deadites interact with Spoiler not alert. the woods. Like they're interacting with doors and an elevator yeah. and there's more instrumentation there. I think they got some um, tips from some sort of malevolent force at the overlook. 
cool. Right. Yes. It's fun to think that there's like conferences all these uh all these demons are attending where they exchange tips about how to how to torment uh, deal with each other. Yeah. <laughs> um now when the records are playing, when the wiki wiki is spinning and the demons are resurrecting, we hear a Bruce Campbell cameo in the record. Yeah, one of the one of the maybe not a priest, but one of the people in the crowd shouting about how they should destroy the book. Yeah, it's called the Book of the Dead for a reason. <laughs> yeah, just try it. And there's like an in-universe explanation for why that's probably like actually Ash, right? Or why it could be. Sure, yeah. Yeah, because he fucking time-traveled. Yeah. And, and he, he time-traveled a lot. Like, even the director has said that that voice is Ash just displaced through time. Yeah. And, like, that makes sense because we know he can do that thanks to Evil Dead 2 Army of Darkness. Um, Airtight. No plot holes now, anywhere in these movies. Evil Dead came out in 81. The next movie would be 87. So, like, a six-year gap, six-year, seven-year gap. What was weird about the second one, though, is they finished, like, principal, they finished principal photography and, like, doing the movie three years before it came out. They just were right. sitting there waiting for it to release. Very weird. Uh, An Army of Darkness was 92. So from 87 to 92, much smaller gap. The next time we would see Evil Dead on the screen was Evil Dead 2013. So from 1992, big gap, and then 2013. Then we would do Ash vs. Evil Dead starting in 2016. So three years. And then from 2016 until Evil Dead Rise in 2023. So every, you know, within a decade, an Evil <laughs> yeah. Dead movie comes out. Well, like within years, 10 years. Three movies come out, then there's a 20-year gap, and then another 15 years where three movies come out. Right, but then there's like a TV show in the middle yeah. and, you know. Um, now, what... What worries me here, and maybe this is me being like gatekeepery <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. It's the the looming threat of a franchise of an expanded. Correct. Franchise. Yeah. Like, there's something about the Evil Dead movies that exist now that every one of them is different. Every one of them is unique, but every one of them is legitimately entertaining and good. Yeah, and like distinctly an Evil Dead thing. They all do a really right. good job at getting that flavor. <laughs> Now, the problem with Evil Dead Rise doing so well is that Ash, uh, Bruce Campbell has said he's starting to miss the Ash role. And Sam and Ivan Raimi have said that if the future of this franchise is good, we can do multiple films in the franchise every two to three years. Yeah, that I do not like the proposition of. That sounds like a threat to me. Now, while that's going on, they're also doing an Evil Dead cartoon where Ash, where Bruce Campbell is going to be the voice of Ash. I, it, like, yeah, I, don't, I don't want that's, this thing turning into Friday the Thirteenth. I. It's also what's also weird to me too is like Bruce Campbell has had so many like every time one of these one of the newer Evil Deads has come out, he's been like. Oh yeah, totally handing the keys over. This person is the new Ash. He said that about what Mia from the twenty thirteen one, right? Like her it's right. hers it's hers now. They own it. Um I think he said similar stuff about Evil Dead Rise. 
He did. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny. <laughs> and and like, what's eh, funny by saying not quite. What's funny with saying that too is also that Bruce Campbell, Sam, and Ivan Ramey want to sit down and they want to create a an overall Bible that will give future writers and directors an idea of where the franchise should go or how to yeah. tie stories Which is together. Like, this is like the Disney model for Marvel movies. Right. Which is, I mean, it works for I, them. I don't know. It's like kind of a soulless way to get movies made. Like, Evil Dead has always been, no matter the budget, Evil Dead has always kind of had its places like, the cool horror indie franchise, even evil dead rise doing this shit, like doing as well as it did in box office, everyone knowing it, it's getting a ton of marketing. It's still part of a more iconic indie series that is probably the most famous cult movie of all time. Like I can't think like when I think of a B movie or a cult movie, I jump to evil dead without like, it's almost Pavlovian. Yeah, it does seem very, like, antithetical to those roots to be like, well, now here's a production Bible, and we're going to, like, sort of sanitize it and streamline it and cookie-cutterize it. But, uh, and c- can you imagine if every two and three years how boring Evil Dead's going to get? Yeah, I mean, maybe... Fuck, I don't... It's It's hard to imagine it wouldn't. Like, maybe it does really well. I don't know, but it's... I'm not sure. It's going to be fatigue, though. Like, let's say you didn't watch Evil Dead Rise. You wouldn't have been able to see an Evil Dead thing in theaters. 2013 was the last one. Yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty unique for these. Like I I said, in the last, like, two weeks, I've watched all of everything except for Army of Darkness. And they're all, like, really good in their own ways. And none of them are... Like, I like some of them more than others, but none of them are, like, anything close to bad or even mediocre. Like, they're all good. I just like some more than others. And it's right. pretty impressive. I do, yeah, I do think it would be hard to maintain that track record. <laughs> I don't... If you have, like... Cause, what's it? Sam and Ivan and Bruce all run, like, the production company that are getting these made, right? Is that sort of their right. It's hard to imagine if they're producing... If one of these is coming out every two years, it means they're probably working on like two or three at a time, like at various stages of stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And by having like two or three, maybe like every two to three years, having another one come out that we're getting different writers. We're getting different directors. We're getting different like timelines. Like how messy is like the evil dead franchise about to get the writers and directors part could be fine. Right. They had like, it, new right. It was different writers and directors from 2013 to Evil Dead Rise, right? Right, but I, I'm saying if that was ten year difference. Happening. Well, presumably this is what their production, uh, like manifesto, would cover, right? Like here's, I don't, I really don't know. I don't know how making big stuff like that works. It's probably like they're gonna have to hire some person who is just like the Evil Dead chronology wonk who keeps it all <laughs> keeps it all in line keeper of the book yeah. <laughs> keeper yeah. of the, the production the Stan, bible the stanley stand-in or whatever he who sits over yeah there. man so uh if 
Okay, for what what order is your Walking Dead? Is your uh, Evil Dead like real, like in your head? Where do you put like what's your favorite, least favorite? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. It's hard. That's tough. They're all like I like them all. Like picking children. Well, no. It's like the opposite of picking children because I hate kids and I love all of these. Right. <laughs> Uh, um, huh. I don't know. It's tough, but I. <clears throat> Do you have a favorite kill in any of the movies? Oh, like what's what's your stand-up kill, or what's your standout kill in an Evil Dead movie? <sighs> I don't. Some of the surprising, like slapstick ones, the head getting lopped off with the shovel, and just like, oh wait. Well, it might not be a kill, but that moment where someone's eyeball comes out and just lands in that woman's mouth is very good. <laughs> Evil Dead Two, okay. Evil Dead Two. It's I'm more. Those are fresher in my mind because I watched that and then watched the documentary on it where they went through and explained a bunch of like the blood effects and stuff. So that stuff may have, that may have pushed out some other things. What um, do you think about the uh, the effects in Evil Dead Rise? Like the uh, Ellie being alone in the elevator and it, like the cords are standing in for the tree vines and stuff. Yeah, I thought all that stuff was very cool and uh, really well done. Her almost drowning in the elevator as it fills up with blood was fucking cool. The elevator like vines things were great. The door like chattering at them and then having several scenes where they just like look and go like, nope, we're going to try the stairs. As right. And used to chatter. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, I don't know. I think Evil Dead 2013 probably has some of the more like more fun, really brutal kills, especially like the bathroom one is fucking sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, like 2013 blew my mind when I saw it because I'm like, this is I, I it's it's almost a it's a perfect movie in my opinion. Hmm. Like it's just so it pays homage to Evil Dead. It's its own entity. Uh, it's a great horror film. And they they do so many good misdirects that you don't know what's coming next. Yeah, I really love, like, yeah. It's been forever since I saw it. And rewatching it again, I was like, man, this movie fucking rules. This is really good. It's up, like, I'm having trouble picking between... I know I said I like Evil Dead 2 more but i like it maybe it just has like sort of a fonder place in the back of my mind after like watching all of these it was an eye towards like horror movie stuff i don't know i might go like evil dead one in 2013 or like pretty close for me maybe 2013 up there and then like evil dead rise and evil dead 2 i think i liked evil dead rise more than evil dead 2 i still like evil dead 2 a lot but there i really liked evil dead rise it made a big impact on me i had such a good time watching that it's hard to choose. Um, I don't know. For, for Evil Dead Rise, uh, the kids, right? Oh, yeah. Um, do you know how old they are? Like the actors? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. They all did a really good job, though. I was surprised. Because uh, if we all know famously, you know, Linda Blair was like 13, 14 when she did The Exorcist. And like they gave her, like she has a fucked up back because of the exorcist, but also shame on them for what they did to Linda, like making her say the shit that like shame on them for what they did to Linda Blair and the exorcist, like the line she had to say, 
the stuff they put her through, but they made the greatest horror movie of all time. I don't know the age of the actors in Evil Dead Rise, but if they're not 18, shame on them. Because there is some shit in Evil Dead Rise that I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know as a parent if you could have your under 18 year old kid be like, yeah, I'm fine with him going through this like scene. I don't have a problem with that. Like I mean, well, this extreme like, violence. Oh my God. The, young, <laughs> the youngest one's 12. <laughs> yeah. She's younger than Linda Blair. Like, And the... She's 12 and she's rolling, like, Evil Dead Rise is a serious fucking horror movie, dude. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. It is kind of funny that she couldn't get a ticket on her own to see a movie that she is a major part in. <laughs> right. Precisely, yeah. Like, <laughs> but I, I don't know how they're shooting the movie. I'm sure, like, okay, it's not, but when was, it's not the 70s on film sets anymore. There are much more, like, strong protections around actor welfare and child actor welfare. So I'm sure it's a much different situation than... I did, like the towards like the end of Evil Dead. The end of Evil Dead Rise like, when it's when bats and she's got like. Sorry, what? <laughs> no, well, well, it's like the end of Evil Dead Rise when you know uh, what Bridget is that her name? I don't. Is Bridget the it, one who like who's like walking out? Who get like it? It, it, it it's her and Beth, right? Like oh, it's yeah, Beth, it's a little and kid. I think it's like Ellie or Nessie or something. I don't fucking, I don't know. Well, no, Ellie is the mother, right? Oh, yeah. like L. Ellie. Ellie is the mother. There's Amy, Beth, Bridget, or is it is, Cassie? It's Cassie is the youngest. Bridget is like okay. So yeah. the one who is like melting her skin at the oven, I think. Cassie at the end when she's just like covered in blood and like <laughs> casually walking with her aunt Beth, I'm like. I just like the idea of they had to stand there and get coated by like a, a fire hose of blood. Kids love that shit. You never seen the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards? There's so oh, people all over the, the slime. place. Did you catch the? Uh, oh, I mean, you said the Overlook Hotel, so you caught the Shining reference. Yeah, it's so it's hard not to. I mean, it's the same ding, and the blood, the doors open up in the same way. Right, blood comes out in a very similar way. Yeah, no, I which thought I great. thought was awesome. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, this is totally The Shining. and Such a good homage. Like, that's another, I was like, man, this movie really got its shit together. Doing some very cool stuff. I also love that the kids are not just, like, incompetent idiots. The stuff they do, like, they're capable, but also, like, their mom is a freaky demon. So, like, it makes sense that she's able to trick uh, Cassie into opening that door. Or at least, like, starting to open it. That scene, there's a scene where Cassie is hiding under the bed and what Ellie is about to kill Beth or something. And she yeah. like, whips through those fucking scissors. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> this little kid. Great. Fucking great. Yeah. I mean, I. It's always. I am always skeptical when I see a kid in a horror movie. Cause I'm like, well, I'm skeptical when I scary. see kids in most movies, it's not going to be their fault right. if they're bad in it, but they tend to be bad movies. And that's but it's why also, I'm so, like blown away when they're good. Usually if you see a kid in a horror movie, it's not going to be R rating. There's not going to be too much violence because there's a kid and you know, but evil dead rise is like, nah, we're this one like, this is a horror movie. And there are kids. In I was it. Like, like anything else. I'd be like, Okay, like Nellie's getting out of here, or Cassie's getting out of here. And this one, I was not sure. I kept on wait. I was like, are they going to kill this little kid? <laughs> are they, what are they yeah. 
plot armor is sure. I was plot like, armor is very fucking thin. I was like, they're already killing the kids <laughs> that are not eighteen. <laughs> you know, like they're turning them to these weird fucked up demons. They're doing all kinds of weird shit. Uh, is Cassie safe? I don't know. I was legitimately unsure until they walked out of the parking garage at the end. <laughs> now, some of the names of the characters, there is Mr. Fonda. Is that a reference to Jane Fonda in Evil Dead 2? Was she in Evil Dead 2? I believe that was Jane Fonda. She used Linda in the opening sequence. Oh, what, really? Oh. Um, there is Billy Reynolds McCarthy as Jake. And Jake is the uh, the hill guy from Evil Dead 2. There is a guy named Scott, who Scott's from the original Evil Dead. And then there's a character named Bruce. Oh, I think they're named after the actors. Because, like, Scott Spiegel is an actor from Evil Dead 2. Um, oh, shit, look at this. Cassie DePalva, also an actress from Evil Dead 2, played Bobby Joe. Uh, I'm out now, but that's like two. That's got a, I mean, Bruce Campbell, obviously. I mean, and Jake is a name, and Mr. Fonda is, like, Jane Fonda. Like, is this all, are those, like, are the character names, is that one giant, like, homage to the entire Evil Dead background? I think some of it might be Bridget Fonda, Evil Dead Wiki. Okay. A Bridget Fonda, Bridget Fonda. Not Bri- oh, Jane. Bridget Sorry. Jane Fonda. Interesting. Okay. I think those might be. I didn't know that, but that's cool. Um, yeah, they might have named lots of characters after Evil Dead actors. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's a that's a lot of cool lip service, right? Yeah, that's another Evil- reason why I love this movie so much. Is like I'm like, oh, really. Like, it's changing a lot, but also very, like, reverent of sort of its roots or, like, where it came from in a way that felt very, and very good. The future, like, right now, Evil Dead is still a very special kind of horror franchise. It's like the horror franchise you can always rely on to be cool and new, but still respect the shit out of whatever came before it. I feel like <laughs> this analogy may not be perfect and. I don't know how everyone feels about the band Tool here, and I'm not, like, the biggest Tool fan on the planet, but it kind of feels like the way that Tool albums come out, where they're super rare, and they're, like, but goddammit, they know what they're doing with them, right? Yeah, really, no, of course. They really fucking tune them up before they put them out, and they're, like, they don't, there's one every, like, every, like, five years, if you're lucky, usually it's, like, ten, uh, but they're special. Yeah, I I don't know how, like, we're going to make one every two to three years now. We'll see. I mean, I don't. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Bruce and Sam and Ivan can pull it off. I don't know. I don't. And then, like, a cartoon? Yeah, that one's weird. It sounds like, I don't. I, they already have, two, like, a video game. Like, Bruce Campbell as Ash appears in Dead oh, by Daylight. But now there's the Evil Dead right. game on yeah. its own. I think maybe they're trying to do their own version of. Like a little mini Marvel thing or something. You gotta get a little multimedia empire going on. I don't know if I. I don't know if that. Uh, keep Evil Dead special. No, that's keep Evil I, Dead I safe. Mean, I agree with you. I think it might be like a. Uh, <laughs> we need some steady income here, boys. <laughs> Maybe is that. I mean, I don't think any of these people are poor, but it might be like a. Well, let's get this thing a little more turnkey. We can stop busting our 
asses on these things. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just feel like Evil Dead is one of the few horror franchises that has consistently been fresh and new and exciting and fun to watch and very scary for its time. And when other horror movies come out around the same time, and Evil Dead comes out, it's like it's no contest. Like Evil Dead will blow it out of the water with its own abilities, like with its own movie sensibilities and own rules. I don't care what else is coming out that year. You're not touching Evil Dead. Like even with the original in '81, the rise of slasher films, great movies that came out around that time. Yeah, yeah but Evil, Evil Dead, Dead kind of like. It was going to be close yeah. with the Pope's exorcist, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie, Alex. No, we talked about it like two weeks ago. Yeah, it's very, very Ooh. weird. <laughs> Pope's exorcist is... Uh, if you want a... More... If you want a more serious version of... Keanu Reeves, Constantine, but go watch good. Pope's Exorcist. Much less good and compelling. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do with that. It's such a confusing movie. We can't get Not that the plot isn't I'm confusing. Sorry. I'm sorry for bringing it up. We can't get derailed by this movie again. <laughs> so it's <laughs> too confounding. <laughs> yeah, it's just very odd. Um, so, I mean, we're both pretty big like, Evil Dead fans. Uh... What do you think, what are the five things that you think have to have? Or like, what is your essential list for an Evil Dead movie? Like, what do you have to have that like, tick, 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 this is an Evil Dead movie? Um, hmm. I don't know. Isolated location. Uh, some kind of book of the dead <laughs> being read out. <laughs> and then really sadistic demons like either whether that is like through the pure sort of like over-the-top violence or through them being just like antagonistic fucks to you that part's also very fun um and then kind of a i don't know main character who becomes a badass through adversity and then it helps if there's like a shotgun and a chainsaw involved sure um so Evil Dead Rise, the entire time I was going back and forth on, because I'm like, meh, yeah, meh. But uh, that entire, it was like the massive limbs, the crawling, like that, because the, the book in Evil Dead Rise, as like it, like, as the wind pushes the pages over, it kind of shows you what's coming next. Yeah. It's and almost like when, the book like, turning its own pages to like make something happen. Right. And uh, when, like, all of the Deadites join the Ellie Deadite and they create, like, the dead lump or whatever, it had such shades of the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, like, shades of the thing, and it was, like, a little Cronenberg-y, and it's just this very cool fucking creature. Like, this very cool monster and I'm, I don't know, I, I don't want Evil Dead as a franchise to ever become like, I don't want there ever be a point where it's like, oh yeah, they used to be good up until Evil Dead 10. <laughs> or, or like, or like, I like Evil Dead uh, 2037 
but I like the timeline B where they had two separate movies that exploit. I, I don't want that to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because once you start fucking with time travel, it get like look at the Marvel. Oh, well, there's Earth three thirty seven, and there's... they've already fucked with time travel, right? But they're at least keeping it kind of mild for now. No, yeah. No. <sighs> I wonder. Hmm. I mean the the end of. Ash vs. the Evil Dead is the furthest we've ever gone in the timeline because Ash wakes up in like a Mad Max style, like burned out apocalypse world. Hmm. And he's all like futuristic and shit. And he like steps out into the Oldsmobile, like the Oldsmobile, and they fucking gun down the street as he's being told, like, We're ex- we'll explain to you when we get there. Hmm. So like Ooh, technically Ash is dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like like technically like Ash is already in the future fighting the evil still. I think um, if they start doing weird like extra genre stuff with it, that could get a little hairy. I don't want to see an evil dead equivalent of Jason X. It it imagine like Escape from New York, but Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this was like ending like so that's, it, it, yeah. it, it, I don't want to see Ash yeah. like well Army of Darkness is like okay because it's so goofy but I don't want to see a serious version of like Ash just gunning down hordes of deadites it seems weird I don't know it's something about it's like the you know small group of people being just like tormented that I really enjoy yeah, no, and again, like it was Cabin in the Woods. Evil Dead Rise is the first one that shows, like, here's what this is like in a city setting. Yeah. And the video games, like the Evil Dead video game, like Fistful of Boomstick, and I can't remember the name of the other one, but those are like, you know, it breaks out across the world and Ash has to go through, and like, you know, we get to see the effects on other people, but I don't know. I, I just. I there's a disturbance in the horror force by <laughs> Evil Dead losing its specialness, yeah. like by Evil Dead losing this exclusivity, and by like opening it up to every two to three years. Because oh. that means they're also like we're in production, we're doing production, we're out of production. The movies released, we're in production, we're out of well, production. The movies were like that's what I was like. If it's every two or three years, that means they probably have like two or three happening at various stages. But I don't know. I mean, I guess. I at least I'll keep an open mind until there's like more said about this because the place you heard of this was just like interview so far, right? They haven't actually like have they done any like legwork to make this stuff happen yet? It is just interviews from the from Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi, and Bruce Campbell. Okay, yeah. I mean, maybe if that's the plan, I don't know. That does sound like a big a big lift to be producing that many movies man i don't know i'll see whatever plus like a cartoon show does that mean that now like see ash vs the evil dead works because it's only three seasons there's only 30 episodes that's 10 episodes a season that it's tiny it's contained they they could like 10 they could do 10 or 20 episodes of a cartoon in the same way i don't know yeah that but, but where does it go? Like, are we getting like two different cartoons? Or are we like? Why would it be? I don't. I don't know. Man. I. Don't, I. We just gotta wait and see. I guess. 
I don't know. Whatever the next Evil Dead movie is that comes out, I'll definitely see it. If it's one that's made under this, like, theoretical production regime, that's definitely something I'll be <laughs> I'll be aware of when I'm watching it. And it might like, I started to... A harder, but, I don't know. Yeah. I started to, like, I, I, I like Evil Dead Rise, but I definitely start to see the cracks in it. Like, Evil Dead Rise, up until the ending, I was very much... I was like, okay, this is cool, but... Overall, I was kind of lukewarm about it. I was expecting something like Evil Dead 2013, where I'm like, this is going to be fucking awesome. And at no point, every time I started to get to that point, something would happen and it would take away from like the tension or whatever was happening. And I'm like, maybe the next, man, maybe this the is, next uh, one will be a more Evil Dead. Maybe they'll do like an every other kind of thing. Maybe the next one will be in the Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2013 column. Maybe. And I get to see if my theory keeps on panning out. Or maybe the next one will be an Army of Darkness lookalike. Well, there's talks of Army (laughs) of Darkness 2 and Evil Dead 4. (laughs) But but the Army of Darkness 2 and Evil Dead 4 things have been in the rumor mill since the thousands. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, like, like, it's something that um, Army of Darkness 2 has an idea, (laughs) but it's too expensive to create. Yeah, and I wouldn't want, like, a direct sequel to Army of Darkness. I just meant, like, a movie, like, fully leaning into the sort of, like, just, like, weird, goofy parts of Army of Darkness. Oh, sure. Sure. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know how that would work, though. Maybe that building caves in and there's a portal down there and a firefighter gets sucked into it or something. A firefighter? I don't know who it's. It would probably be a first responder, right, or just some like random homeless person. I don't know. Or <laughs> I'm trying to think of who would end up down there. Maybe Mia's there for some reason. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. It's uh, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I, I was super excited for the start of Evil Dead Rise when it was like the people at the cabin. Mm, yeah, because I was like, Very... oh fuck yeah. As they said that thing with the drone. I was like, oh, I know what's coming at some point in this movie. <laughs> it was like five minutes yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, that's scalping yeah, in the beginning. I was like, wow, this is starting very intense. Where are we going from here? I know. I, I was like, I was like, and then it cuts, and I'm like, are we ever going to get back to the fucking? And then it's Maybe. like one day earlier, and I'm like, ah. Okay. I was waiting the entire movie to be like, how do these connect? And like, you know, my eyesight isn't amazing. I didn't ask anyone, but it's like, wait, is one of these, one of the people in this apartment at the cabin? I still don't understand how this connects. And at the yeah, end, when she's walking, I was like, uh, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe they'll do. Maybe they'll do another brutal cabin one at that A-frame or something. That could be, they could have a movie kick off from there with just the, they wouldn't have to explore like these three people that died. It could just be, you see one of their bodies <laughs> or something. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, it, um, we have like, Four gener- like three to four generations of horror fans now. And there's about two to three different starting points for where you could see Evil Dead. Like some people, Evil Dead Rise is their first movie they've seen of the franchise, right? Yeah. One of the people I went some, with was in that situation. Some people, it was Evil Dead 2013. 
And then there's a very small percentage who like started with Evil Dead 1981. Maybe it was Army of Darkness. I think that's um, I think that percentage is bigger than you're giving. Like, I think it's a pretty big percentage that started with Evil Dead, and I think that's probably why Evil Dead 2013 and Rise were even like able to be made. You know. I don't know, man. Because well, like, like indie e- film, like how many e- people saw it when it came out, and not like five years later? Or like, Evil I Dead think one, more people well, started with Evil Dead Two. I, Evil, Evil Dead One was according to this like this documentary thing, at least or whatever. It like it blew up after it was done in theaters, just like VHS tapes and stuff. Like it's one of right, the but it was also like, banned in several countries. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, lots of movies <laughs> get banned in several countries. What I like. Evil Dead 2 got made because of the cachet of Evil Dead. Like, there, right. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just like an underground sleep. It was like a, definitely like a cult hit, but it was like one of the first, like, cult horror movies, according to the, the people talking on this thing. So, what would you recommend for people to start? Like, what, what movie would you say? If you've never seen any of these films, what one do you start with? What would you recommend? I think it depends on like what kind of night you want to have. <laughs> if you want like a straight horror thing, I would go Evil Dead or Evil Dead twenty thirteen. And if you want like a bit of like a, I don't know, funnier like popcorn time, Evil Dead two probably. No know. Army of Darkness. Oh, <laughs> I think Army of Darkness is not a good place to start because it's so tonally different than any of these, and like doesn't do any of the same stuff. It's like a Monty Python Evil Dead movie. It's so weird. Sure, it's good. Yeah. It's fun, but it's like a Monty Python movie. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I'd say one of those three. Like, I don't know if I would start with Evil Dead Rise. I loved it, but I think it's better if you know a lot about, if you have seen some Evil Dead stuff beforehand. Evil Dead Rise and Evil Dead 2013 are far more enjoyable if you've seen the movies before them. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I would, yeah, you're going to get the most out of Evil Dead 2013 if you've seen at least Evil Dead 1 and maybe Evil Dead 2. And, well, fuck, because there is <laughs> probably Army of Darkness 2. Because there is, like, when he gets locked in that basement, He's like fighting in the flooded thing with the deadite. And it's like a creepy lady deadite, just like the one in the well in Army. Yeah, it uh a lot of the same he gets thrown yeah. in a lot of the same ways. And another thing I didn't notice didn't quite notice, but he's like he's also just like there are wide shots where he's like he's just ash. He's meant to look and act a little bit like Ash. He's wearing a denim shirt with the sleeves rolled up, and there's several scenes where he's like just doing the same silhouette like where he's burying his sister is very similar to that and then when he's getting hucked around in that basement he's like hitting the walls in the same way and stuff and he's dressed and looks a little similar haircut i mean that's like that's the first misdirect right yeah having him not be ash basically right like the the new ash and like the second big misdirect is when that chick loses her arm in the fucking kitchen. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was great. There's, I mean, there's, they've shown the chainsaw like twice at that point too. They do, God, these movies are also really good at like the plant and payoff stuff. Like they show her using that turkey carver, uh, <laughs> like fifteen minutes or like right when the movie is starting before things kick off. Great. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I mean, it, it 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 comes down to really talented writers, really talented directors. And I think that they've all seen the movies before them. Yeah, it is nice. It seems like they all 
like really appreciate yeah where things have come from and like really like the the franchise that they're working on or like the yeah the movie series it's good stuff um do you uh i don't know man do you think uh i don't have anything more to say really Mm, i got the dead by dawn chant i don't either i don't know just go watch all of them if you haven't seen any of them but yeah i would probably start at the beginning I think just and power straight through. Well, you don't got to do them all in one sitting, but it's Evil Dead One is super short. You could probably watch Evil Dead One and Two, get confused by that retcon in Evil Dead Two, but then you'll get over it. And then Evil Dead Two is fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well. Uh. Yeah. From you know reboot deboot studios, uh, Alex. When it comes to Evil Dead, man, are you gonna reboot? Or are you gonna deboot? I I think I'm reading out of the I'm reading out of the Necronomicon. I want tentatively I'll see what the next one's like, but I want these deadites to stay around in my life for now. Uh it, I'm reading out of the Necronomicon too, but I'm doing it very slowly and hesitantly. <laughs> and I'm waiting to see Yeah. I'm waiting to see what pops a toe up. In the water of this demonic hellscape yeah right <laughs> like yeah yeah um do you have any final words for our uh audience our hearers i don't know dead by dawn dead by dawn <laughs> and we will see you guys next week we got this man we got this by the ass well we better get going i wonder will we ever see each other again God willing, we'll all meet again in Spaceballs too, to search for more money. <laughs>